No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. Just a good old boy. Testing, testing, one, two, three. There's testing, testing, no one, two, three. You don't need to yell at it. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right, welcome to the fifth episode of the Chronicle News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the greater Lewis County news scene and discuss. It's Sunday, July 26th, and in Lewis County, Antique Fest has been canceled. It's How gone. sad are you on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm very sad, Aaron. I think you're trying to bait me into a cynical, anti-antique approach, and I won't take the bait. Um, very, very sad, Antique Fest and... Uh, Packwood Flea Market as well. They've, they've gone ahead and uh, pulled the trigger there. Not going to be doing it. So um, I think that clears the summer slate. I've said that a few times, but uh, do you know of any other events out there? Uh, all of them, I guess. <laughs> I, think, I don't think anything's happening. No, no. I'm asking, do you know anything that is happening? Uh, no, I, I can't say I do. With me, of course, is Eric Schwartz, regional executive editor of... LaFron Boys Communications, which includes the Chronicle, the Nisqually Valley News, and the Battleground Reflector. I am Aaron Vantile, former Chronicle sports editor and current uh, podcast fella. You're a you're a high, you're a gun for hire here at the Chronicle. You're still on the payroll. Uh, yeah, kind might of a, surprise a lot of people. A podcast mercenary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would surprise a lot of people. Uh, clearly, I never have anything to do with anything going on in this paper. Uh, anyway, with that news, the surplus of antiques in downtown Centralia is expected to reach unsustainable levels by September 1st. We'll be overrun by hutches, bureaus, bird's eye <laughs> maple, upholstery, chests, and drawers. How do you feel about that? How are you going to combat the overflow of antiques uh, streaming off of Tower Avenue? I mean, really, if you look at all the, the sectors impacted by this COVID-19 business, uh, the antiques are just going to be all the more valuable the more time that passes. Each passing day, everyone knows that an antique becomes more valuable. So This is true. That's the silver lining here. So congratulations. If you invested in antiques, your investments will hold, even though you have no place to dispose of them. We, you're pretending like you have to have Antique Fest in order to support the many fine, fine antique outlets in downtown Centralia. Do they all just become like by appointment only? Mm, no, I think you can go in there now. It's phase three. Exclusive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could. Go in there and get yourself a nice hutch. Yeah. No, I recommend it. Uh, maybe a Davenport. Maybe a Davenport. Floral upholstery mm-hmm. up on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to more uh, pressing. You, you know what? We won't even move on yet. What okay. do you think, like, the outlook for the rest of the year? We're kind of taking this piece by piece. Should we just accept that there's going to be no Halloween, uh, that we're going to be told to stay with our immediately families on Thanksgiving? Is this gonna is this gonna cancel Christmas? That's what I want to know. Uh, Christmas is it's more the spirit than the actual gathering, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess Christmas is probably canceled. We could just say it now. You heard it here first. <laughs> Christmas is canceled. Let's just let's just put it as in jeopardy at the moment. Uh, yeah, the is Christmas the war on Christmas has been lost, people. Uh, they finally got it <laughs> <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> That was the whole point of the COVID scare, by the way, was to finally take down Christmas. Uh, yeah, that's what it's been all about uh, from day one. Um, you know, some countries have completely uh, accepted that. And actually, they, some countries have, have lost the war on Christmas and Christmas will be back because they were able to keep their numbers so low. But we are fighting. <laughs> we are. We are doing our best. <laughs> yes. Doing our best. So, all right. Sorry to take it back there. Uh, probably the biggest local news this week. Uh, sports are canceled or are they? 
Uh, opinions vary. I'd I guess say you opinions, could say. <laughs> opinions definitely vary, and you're talking about the Lewis County health officers' uh, decision. First, the decision was uh, players 18 and younger um, teams with from outside the county with kids 18 and under could not come here and play. Now it's no one can come here and play. So if there's a multi-county uh, beer league softball, mm-hmm. you know, it's over. It's done. But, I mean, if the order, if her uh, order stays in place, that would mean, of course, no high school sports at all. I know that they've already been pushed back uh, mm-hmm. by WIAA, but I don't know. Uh, and the her you speak of, that is? That is the Lewis County Health Officer. <laughs> okay, great. And, yes, that order was issued uh, last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a damper on some things. And it came out right around the same time as the WIA held a press conference discussing their plans for fall sports. The WIA is the Washington Interscholastic Activities or Athletics Association. You should um, know this. You're a former sports editor. I also did a little volunteer work with them. So, yes, I should know that quite well. They have laminated a card with my name on it not once but twice. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, they have pushed football, girls, soccer, and volleyball to the spring. And they have made a new late spring slash summer season for, you know, baseball, softball, things like that. Uh, so What's your take on that? You're the longtime sports editor. You've covered all these sports. Oh, thank you for reminding how me. Do you think, uh, how do you think the WI handled it? Uh, you know, they were reaching kind of the point where they had to make some kind of a decision. And that one feels, it's punting, basically. But it's a safe decision. It's probably the right thing to do. Uh, with everything going on, you can't really just decide that every week, uh, you know, 50 to 100 kids from one school are going to go play football with 50 to 100 kids from another school, and you're going to pack, you know, in some cases dozens, in some cases hundreds or thousands of fans into the stands to watch it happen. That seems like a like a spreader central, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the same thinking Dr. Rachel Wood had, the uh, Lewis County Health Officer. Oh, there's that name. <laughs> when she when she made her order, she said the ultimate purpose of this order is to reduce cross-county transmission of the COVID-19 virus through sporting events. And I can tell you, Aaron, last weekend or the weekend before, I was over at Fort Worth Park, and there were a lot of people. A lot of people. There were a lot of people. There was ball games going on on every single field, and I don't have any problem with that. I was there to watch baseball, and so um, obviously I was in favor of the Congratulations, baseball. Congratulations, you're part of the problem. <laughs> but what I found interesting <laughs> is they wouldn't let anyone sit on the stands, so they kept them away from the field, but that just forced them into more confined areas along mm-hmm. the fences. Yes. Um, so maybe they realized they couldn't They couldn't do it that way. I, I'd be okay if the there's teams from other counties, if maybe it was just the kids, if everybody could just agree, we're not going to watch in person, but yeah. that would, would never work. No, I don't think it would. And uh, the WIA decision also included a couple interesting wrinkles that, you know, if things don't change by the spring or, you know, later this winter or something, there could be a possibility for more localized state, in quotation marks, tournaments where they're more like a regional championship or like a... So you'd have like four or five state champs. Yeah, which... uh, there's no way that anybody wins one of those uh, asterisk state championships and doesn't claim they would have beat the other three or four teams or however many there would be. No, and I think if you go that route, you should build, build in that after it lifts, those five teams or four teams would engage in a tournament for the ultimate state champion. That would be fantastic, especially if it doesn't lift for like a year or two mm-hmm. and you just got to bring <laughs> yeah. them all back. <laughs> you got to come back no matter what. It doesn't matter where you are in life. You college are going to come play right field. College kids coming back with a hangover to play baseball against some other college kids. I like it. I think it's a good idea. There's a lot on the line here. Uh, in other news, the Chronicle 
newspaper that is uh, tangentially related to this very podcast. <laughs> Just... <laughs> The Chronicle's Best of Lewis County, a very popular feature, is coming out next week? No, 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 no. Never? It's not coming out for a while. Voting um, is over. Voting is over, Ooh. which um, sets the stage for uh, the special section. So now we'll go out and start collecting stories. If a reporter contacts you for a story, it does not mean you have won, uh-huh. though it might very well mean that you are a finalist. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're going to start that process now and try to find a way to celebrate businesses a little more this year, even those that weren't voted number one, just because it has been a tough time out there. Aaron. It has been a tough time for everybody and businesses in particular. So run me through, how does Best of Lewis County work? As myself, an ignorant person who has never given much thought to it, uh, I assume that the Chronicle makes a list of people that advertise with them and then picks the favorite. Ouch, ouch. You're hurting me, You are physically hurting me. And then you personally go through the finalist and circle the ones you like, and that is how the best comes about. Is that correct? That is incorrect. You go around to the three finalists and say, bidding starts at $150 for the plaque that says you are the best of Lewis County. It's not. It goes up from there. And my follow-up question is, what is the most anybody has ever paid to be the best (laughs) of Lewis County? That's a lot of questions. I'm going to have to stop you. Uh, We open up a nomination process we do select the categories which is a constant frustration for a lot of people because we'll miss we'll miss someone this year we missed uh, vehicle detailers um, and it might be the second year in a row we missed them so that was not a was not a uh, category so we, we we run the categories out and then we run a nomination phase where anybody can nominate anybody for any of the various categories for a set amount of time after that we take the top three and those are your finalists and then you vote on the finalists um, the one undemocratic like part of this is you can vote once every day. Uh-huh. So people are critical of that from time to time. Um, but that's just the way it is. And it would be very, very difficult to stop someone from voting from a different device um, or anything like that. So, But yeah, and then we have a big gala. Mm-hmm. in the fall and I, I don't believe we'll have that gala this year virtual gala <laughs> we might have a virtual gala oh, I'm not sure boy. but it's really uh, it, it really is a product of the advertising department which is it's not my ballywick and this is one of what three things sort of in this vein there's also Lewis County athletes of the year uh, this best of Lewis County and then this year there was 20 under 40 yeah we do 20 under 40 as well and those all include some variety of gala they do they do they, okay. they do the next one we were supposed to have is our uh, Nisqually Valley News Gala would be in November that we're still kind of holding on to hope, but mm-hmm. that's more of the Elm Chamber of Commerce. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy the best of Lewis County. Uh, what are some of the categories, just to get a feel from it, and then I will read off the categories that should have been included. You say that as soon as I close my paper here. Well, there's your usual stuff, best politician. Um, Ooh. We've Can got... we announce the finalists? Well, we can for for any of them. We got best pastor. We've got best dentist, best heating and cooling. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of categories. Lots of chances to win, Aaron. Um, what are some of the top uh, non-business related best something like best politician? Uh, best is there like best town, best park, best mayor? I'm looking right here to see what they came up with this year. Like I said, Aaron, it's an advertising supplement. Oh, uh, right. I do think that most of them are businesses. We got fishing guide. We got best bartender. So some of it's broken out to profession. Oh. Um, Who are the best bartender? Uh, there we've got uh, Shonda Shepard uh-huh. from right. Applebee's. Tim Filer, defending no champion. Shonda Shepard. Tim Filer, yes. Is she the defending. She is the defending. I believe champion. she is the defending. Champion. Tim Filer, and then you got Zane Verley. So the McFilers has uh, has two of them. Yeah, they've got some uh, oh, good for them. Yeah, McFilers, nice bar. Yeah. 
Uh, here's a few categories that should have been included. Best newspaper. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Kind of leaving that one up uh, just conveniently neglecting that one the rochester sentinel or no 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 they've got the rochester sun duval publishing is a locally owned newspaper company and a respected one they've got the rochester sun uh the tonino independent yes and then they've got the east county journal in morton Mm -hmm. and then uh highway shoppers some would throw that in there it's got some good 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 news in there some good material and then what else we got we got the town crier in uh, winlock yes Yes. crier and I will speak negatively of none of our, our cherished competitors. How very high of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, best podcast left off? I mean, uh, you know. You're the like podcast expert. So what else do we have out there locally? Um, I had those kids in Toledo had one for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a fun podcast. <laughs> they were the ones that referred to the state seating committee meeting as a tea party, which I thought was pretty clever. And one of them made fun of the other one for having a crush on somebody else's mom. Wow. Uh, killer podcast. I, it really good. would have given us a lot of uh, competition. Do you do you put Let's Take About It on the list? You're, you're shuttered the now sports defunct. podcast. It, it might come back if sports come back. Uh, yeah, Let's Take About It was fairly popular. You know, it uh, people enjoyed it. People liked the takes. People didn't understand the name. People did not understand the name. They kept thinking it was supposed to be Let's Talk About It, which is already a radio. Is that on AM? Yes. Yes. It's on KLA. <laughs> let's talk about it. Good show. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, let's see. I, I, my idea was just best person. You just, like, we choose the person we yeah, enjoy yeah, the most? Just, like, who's a good person? Yeah, well, who, who do you pick for that? What, who are some know. of your I'd finalists? Have to, I'd have to throw it open. Best I, person, man. Um, I don't know. You know, there's people. Rhonda? Rhonda? <laughs> oh, Rhonda? yeah, Rhonda. Front Rhonda would Rhonda? be the best person. Ah, Rhonda. Rhonda best Barr person. is the customer service. Uh, I'm going to say president. Yeah, she she runs the front phones, and we love her. So, yeah, I'd give her best person. She's definitely on the list. All right, news item. Earlier this week, an independent candidate for the elected position of President of the United States <laughs> of America... Rolled through Centralia, and Chronicle News editor Natalie Johnson caught up with this gentleman. His name is Casey Wells. The headline is Independent Right and Hopeful for 2020 Presidential Race Rolls Through Centralia. Casey Wells wants more input from individuals, less money in politics, toes sculpture on cross-country trip. Uh, the high points here, he wants to take the money out of politics, get more people involved through technology. And uh, I got to say, I don't mind his platform. Sounds like a reasonable dude. The hauling around a giant elephant structure, is that what got you? I think you could argue that both of our current presidential candidates have done things much stranger. Well, I just appreciate his approach because it makes for very low effort on the journalist part when you just... It's one thing to have a giant elephant and run for president. It's another thing to drive directly to a newspaper, park in the parking lot, and essentially refuse to leave until someone comes out and provides coverage. Bold move. That's a way to get your (laughs) name out there. Uh, I looked up some of his stuff. I went to his website. Uh, there was a Q&A session on there. Okay. Uh, who is your running mate was one of the questions. And his answer was, I am flying solo, though I have an 11-foot tall, 13-foot long, 7-foot wide elephant sculpture, elephant sculptures in all caps, named American Standard. As it should be. That I have been touring the country with. I, I You know what? As far as announced VP candidates, I think he stacks up pretty well there. <laughs> Uh, another question will you seek to add a constitutional amendment that will give Americans a say over the matters that govern them 
And he says, yes, he wants to build a government-based website that will allow all U.S. citizens to log on, view upcoming government agendas, give input on those agendas, and then have that input voted up or down, which kind of sounds like, what do we need to let the Congress for? Yeah, I guess that's what he's in saying. In this day and age, I mean, what? it's an interesting question. He's in the Fed guy, too, right? I think I saw that in his material. Uh, that lines up with a number of things I saw him uh, in his, yeah, his discuss. But yeah, his example was, if you go on the game show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?, he spelled he he made it say who what's to be a millionaire though which is I think is a typo and he need to cast out a lifeline ask the audience the audience gets the answer right ninety two percent of the time I don't know if he verified those facts <laughs> but still eh, interesting question like do we need Congress uh, so you're saying that the the American people directly vote on everything yes <laughs> like... democracy is it's beautiful I love it so man that would that would that would be something instead I... of a congressman you've got an app. Right. You vote and whenever you want. So everyone becomes a congressman with or congresswoman with much smaller territory. So it's just your house. Yeah. Or your apartment, wherever you're at. That's what you're representing. Your house doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everybody gets 18 votes and up on everything. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Or the kids get votes as well. Well, as soon as you turn 18, it automatically loads the app onto your smartphone. Although that would raise some questions about government tracking, I'm sure. But. You know, you at know, least you, you know where everybody stands, you know. You always assume, like, a lot of people just assume they're in the, the, minor, the majority mm-hmm. on something, when a lot of times they're not. Yeah. Um, we see that in the Facebook comments every day. <laughs> we just, do. It just happens. So, yeah, no, not a bad idea. Give him a look. Give him a look. Uh, again, his name is Casey Wells, and I like what he's got going. Any other presidential candidates that want to stop by one of our fine newspapers, I'm just going to go ahead and guarantee you an interview. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. There's like a thousand people running too. So. Uh, all right. Well, did Kanye drop out yet? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where he's at in his uh, his episode. Um, he was running, then he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But he's in there. He's in the mix. <laughs> he's got a lot of name recognition. All right. Centralia School District has dropped its back to school plan with two days of face to face instruction and three days of virtual learning. Do you know anything else about this plan? Not really. Um, We had a very, very short story on it in Saturday's edition, um, and that's kind of just the framework I think that they're building off of from here, and I actually think it's a really good idea. I Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, at least they've got a plan. At least they're prepared to roll something out and, you know, fine-tune it, tweak it. Maybe they won't need it at all, although it sounds like it's probably going to be something that will be useful in the future. I mean, I was relieved just because um, you, all the schools to the north were making their announcements last week that they were going to be starting off um, with no in-person school whatsoever. Yeah. And having ended the last uh, the last semester that way or the last quarter that way, I just think it would have been another huge setback for kids. Well, um, your, your oldest son is going into kindergarten. He is going year. into kindergarten this year. And how do you think he would do with uh, nonstop virtual learning? Oh, it wouldn't work at all. I mean... Maybe I'm one of those parents that just throws up my hands and quits. My wife would probably make it work, but yes. I do not see any way on earth that I could get him to do that. Um, all right. Effectively, anyways, without him hating me. Um, a few other points from the plan. The reopening plan must be submitted to OSPI by August 19th, and the full-time face-to-face instruction option for kindergarten oh, through grade go. 6. Uh, the district would like to be able to offer full-time in-person learning to as many elementary age students as possible, which, yeah, at least they got... That addresses uh, that. Yeah. No, no. Mission accomplished. Uh, on Wednesday at 5 p.m. on July 29th, the school district will hold a virtual Q&A session. So if you're curious, um, 
attend that. And I just use it as another opportunity to tell our dozen, hopefully, listeners uh, to vote yes on the Centralia Schools levy. Look at you. Look at the turnarounds you've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And our next item just says, poll has Inslee way ahead. Uh, yeah. Do you believe it? Or do you see the poll as being faulty? <laughs> I mean, I think all polls can be problematic. Um, but I tend to trust the ones um, that come from Elway, who's been um, polling the governor's race since 1993, kind of the gold standard in polls, mm-hmm. um, and has proven to be fairly accurate as well. Um, but anyways, he had a there was an Elway crosscut poll, which crosscut uh, has recently allowed other media outlets to republish its its material, which I'm very thankful mm-hmm. for. They do some good work. Um, but they found that Inslee, running for a rare third term, was the top choice of 46% of voters who took part in the poll. Um, only 33% of people surveyed said they plan on vote for a candidate other than Inslee in the November general election. And also notable, only one Republican candidate registered in double digits, and that was Republic Police Chief Lauren Culp, who drew support from 14% of poll respondents. Interesting. But, you know, you got to note, too, it's hard to do right now when you have an incumbent governor, and he's obviously going to draw about half, if not more. Yeah. Um, and there's still a there's still a knockout, drag-out fight for the Republican nomination. What uh, What's the election, the August election, August 4th? August 4th is the primary election, and then the top is, two from what, there next, move on. Is that next Friday? I think so. No, I think elections are on Tuesdays. Um, yeah, you're right. That Okay, yeah, that's next Tuesday. All right, yeah. interesting. So yeah, you still have Culp and you still have uh, Imans. You got, uh, you got Raul Josh Reed. Raul Garcia is doing well in this uh, poll. The Iceman in there somewhere? He is not in here. <laughs> he oh, what? He hasn't polled yet. That's uh, I know it's a it it, it sucks. What it sucks the, to be an Iceman supporter. The good news guy, the good space guy. I don't think he's in it this year, oh. or at least I haven't seen him. I saw he was on. His information was on one of the voter pamphlets somewhere. I will say that the Lauren Culp supporters are. He's got a fired up base. Like anywhere he goes in the state right now, he's drawing really big crowds. Um, there was one in Yelm on Friday night that our Nisqually Valley News reporter Eric Rosane covered. Um, he estimated 500, and that was from a head count, like just doing his best. It was a big crowd. They estimate 1,000. So obviously the story was not met with rounds of applause. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Rosane also noted that there was uh, no masks to be seen mm-hmm. and there was no social distancing, which we weren't writing it to be critical. It's more as a matter of fact, when you're running for governor and the current governor has ordered something and you don't do it, it is newsworthy. Yes. So, but uh, he does have a fired up base. I haven't seen that in a Republican candidate for a while. It's uh, yeah, it's a very, very loud, uh, passionate base. It sounded like the the event in Yelm was much like a rock concert. It's what it looked like, anyways. Interesting. Uh, where's <laughs> so, your rock concert, Inslee? I know, I know. Where's your rock concert, Inslee? But uh, you can't say that Culp isn't working. He's getting around the state, um, and I think he he's saw been, his numbers it, it rise. It feels so. like he's been doing a lot of campaigning in Lewis County too. He does in Lewis County and Thurston County, but I've just been impressed like how quickly he's getting back. He'll do an East Side event, and then he's back on the West Side. East Side event, back on the West Side. Like he's not. You know, coming once and not coming back. So. Yeah. But, you know, got to have a choice. Who do you think is going to come out of the Republican field? Um, who's the establishment guy? It's Raul Garcia, who seems like a doctor from Yakima. Yeah. He was uh, kind of the late entry, but it seems like he was the guy that a lot of the big money Republicans were, kind of like the establishment Republicans were eyeballing as kind of a relatively moderate, uh, like a Washington model Republican. 
Yep, former AG Rob McKenna, Slade Gordon, um, like you said, the state establishment GOP. Um, fears that if you put someone um, like Iman or um, even Culp at the top of the ballot, it's just going to brutalize the down ballot. Um, yeah. And that there's already predictions the state, House, and Senate are going to go even further um, to the Democrats. So um, Yeah, I could see that. I mean, if... I feel like if you're on the Republican side and you trot out a relatively moderate candidate that can say some, uh, you know, reasoned things about the virus, which, you know, a doctor should probably be able to do. Um, and with the number of people who are upset with the way Inslee is handling things, you might be able to pull a few. But if you try to get somebody who's more, you know, extreme on matters like that, then yeah, like uh, the establishment has said, it might hurt the down ballot quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a good point that I hadn't thought about it. Him being in the medical field would be able to speak with a little more authority than Inslee on the yeah. debate stage as or long as he's not debate like a, screen. A Dr. Nick type of doctor. Right, um, right. That's a Simpsons reference. For on the other hand, Bill Bryant, <laughs> the last uh, Republican to run, who I I mean, I enjoyed. He made he's several stops here. Right? Yeah, Port yes. of Seattle commissioner. Um, he didn't come even close to beating him. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people feel they already tried that moderate route, and now they're... Well, they've tried that moderate route for a number of years. Sure. Dino and Rossi so, as well. Yeah, Rossi, who claimed very close. <laughs> some uh, might some say he might won. Argue he did win. I think I interviewed him one I am time. some, by uh, the way. <laughs> I interviewed him one time. Nice oh, cool. Uh, let's see. And our next item, bars are closing again? Yeah. Well. I just wrote that down there because I think it sucks, Aaron. Where are we going to drink? <laughs> I mean, personally, I have been affected by this uh, this pandemic quite a bit. Yes. Um, and this is just another another punch in the gut for old Eric Schwartz, I well, tell you what. Well, it is. I mean, you're a man with a wife who works directly on the front line in these trying times. Mm-hmm. 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 She works at a restaurant, though. I want to make uh, that true, very clear. True. Okay. So, um, but they also are, you know, facing renewed restrictions. We're talking about Jay Inslee's decision goes into effect the 30th so uh you still have a couple more days to go out there and support your local bar which i would i would recommend if you can do so safely um but on july 30th bars are going to essentially have to close unless you can do outdoor service um which a lot of bars don't have that ability Um, july 30th which is a thursday so a lot of people might be calling in sick maybe maybe and then you gotta restaurants can still serve they have reduced capacity and you have to stop at 10. 10 drinks? Yeah. Yes, you have to stop. <laughs> yes, exactly. No more than this 10 is drinks. Absurd. <laughs> no, at 10 p.m. every night will be the new last call, which uh, previously had been 2 a.m. So. Well, it's barely even dark by right. then. I don't speak for anyone else when I say I kind of get that one. I mean, the you get people in the bar that late and maybe decisions are not as, not as, people make not decisions as well after 10 as they could be. But in any case, I hate to see it. I hate to even laugh about it because it's uh, it's. I don't know. I don't know how many how many of these places are going to survive this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, next item, we just have Mighty Power of the County Health Officer, which, as we have previously discussed, is Rachel Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain? No, she... it's just I find it uh, incredible that in these times, the health officer is the one that can shut down sports. So yes. no one elects the health officer, like when, when you're talking about commissioners running the county. It's mm-hmm. just, this has exposed that in a... There's a like you should probably know who this person is because they might be the one declaring whether or not you can work or whether or not you can play sports. Uh, much to the chagrin like of some county commissioners. And we saw it, yeah. Yes. We saw it in the phases too. Phases one, two, three, and four. The health officer... Uh, 
officer had to approve you moving to the next phase. So you could have three commissioners saying, let's get up to phase three, baby. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Wood could just wave the Dikembe Mutombo finger I and say, not. I don't think so. I don't think so, pal. <laughs> so I don't know. I just wanted to highlight that. The, uh, yeah, if we had a health officer just go rogue and become the de facto like <laughs> dictator of the county. <laughs> Actually, everybody should stay inside all the time. The sun is bad. <laughs> No, but our health officer is doing a great job. She used to be the Thurston County health officer as well. Um, and she writes a column for us from time to time called Health Beat that you can check out at cronline.com. I don't think she's written one in a little while, but the last one was wisely suggesting that uh, the county at large wear masks. Well, we got it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a news dump if we didn't do a mask report. Um, what are you seeing out there, Aaron? Uh, I'm seeing masks in uh, you know, all the right places. Yeah, I, I think uh, think people are doing it. I was at my favorite local market uh, the other day, uh-huh. and the guy in front of me didn't have a mask on, and they told him, hey, guy, you got to wear a mask, and his uh, response was uh, surprising. He didn't flinch, move a muscle, say a word, or open his mouth, and just stared at them until they sold him the product that he was looking for. Oh, well, interesting. Yeah, it worked. Stonewall. <laughs> exactly. Tim Duncan you know, see some of that stuff online of people screaming and fighting, the silent stone approach, that's probably better off. He didn't yeah. open his mouth. He didn't speak. And that would no, have been, that's, that's a way it's, to handle it's it. almost like an invisible mask. Yeah, no, that's all right. So anyways, I'd say Lewis County is currently a 95%. Uh, that feels a little high. I'd say closer to 90, but. Culpin Town? <laughs> yeah, that's good event, yeah. <laughs> and now favorite time for my favorite Part of the podcast, oh Facebook boy. comments of the week. I what do we got? Part. What do we got? Let's see. Uh, that was from the While home. you're looking, I'll sh- throw out our sponsor for this week and pretty much at all times here at Chronicle World Headquarters, Sunbird Shopping Center in Chehalis. Um, favorite local store? Yeah, that's a good store. I like that. Best place. of section should have a simple category of best, like the best of all the, the categories. Best. And uh, would Sunbird would win that one. Okay. Shopping cart, maybe number two. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Facebook comment on the Chronicles post. Very concerned. Continued reopening of Washington counties would be unwise, health secretary says. Uh, the comment is, yes, expecting the next thing to be another wave of the buponic plague. Anything to keep mail-in votes possible. Do you believe that <sighs> Not another the coronavirus one. is entirely... To uh, make mail-in votes a thing, um, about the election. It, there could be some, you know, some time travel involved here, since mail-in ballots have been a thing for quite some time. But uh, I'm very sad that our commenters didn't know that. Uh, there was a comment. I'm not sure which story it was, but I believe it was about something happening in Seattle with protests. And the comment is, "I'm going to keep saying it," and then in all caps. Your paper is trash. You are nothing but a bunch of antagonists that whine and cry if you don't get your way. I'm not sure what the Chronicle has to do with that. I imagine it was a Seattle Times post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Newspapers have traditionally also included a regional report and a national report. We don't really do a national report anymore, but we do do a regional report. Okay. And our final comment is on the poll we discussed earlier. Uh, there's a number of them. My question is where and who took the poll? And then one that says, Culp 2020, get with the program, Chronicle, and join the home team for once. Culp is from Republic. And the reply to that comment was, won't happen, they are too social liberal-minded. So as a social liberal, 
Here's what I don't get, Aaron. So if, I, if I'm socially liberal and against the whole idea of Culp's candidacy, mm-hmm. why would I send a reporter to cover it late on a Friday Just night? To to, why would I post two videos of it, like of him arriving and then a whole speech of him? Tra- like, I don't. Anytime. Get with the times. Anytime he's in town, we're there to give him coverage, uh-huh. spread his message. So yes. I know that these comments are being read tongue in cheek, but I really, I, I am frustrated with the logic of some of our angry readers because I could just not cover them at all, too. I mean, that's fine. And then you would get the, whoa. Exactly. The newspaper then didn't, didn't cover, it, cover huh? it. And then, God forbid, you get the crowd size wrong. My my uh, goodness. Yeah, my favorite was always a comment on something we covered being like, why don't you ever cover this? It's like, what are you looking at? They get, uh, we get some angry comments too. I mean, the most is definitely uh, our daily case reports for COVID. We try to include hospitalizations, um, you know, deaths, all of that. Um, since the beginning, it started with only cases were getting reported by health departments, but we've got this whole whole uh, list of stuff now and I actually go in and include all of it and so it's it's all there and every time we post it it's just stop trying to scare people and this isn't the same strain of coronavirus it's as the, the one flu. in New York <laughs> there was I saw one commenter who's been saying all along it's a hoax and then on another post she commented that she had the coronavirus in December I was like well which which I'm guessing she was sick in December, but yes. yeah. Which one was it? Is it a? I don't know. How did you catch the hoax flu? Anyway, it's neither here nor there. We never delete the comments, though. Um, if a commenter ever wants to step up his or her game and really put some some skin in, I'd suggest sending a letter to the editor to news at cronline dot com. We will literally print anything. We will print it, and you will see, <laughs> and then you will get to respond to angry commenters like. That's yeah. one thing I've always liked when a commenter like evolves into a letter writer and then they see people attack them in the comments and then this they're like, this like. is what it feels like. <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> All right. And then we move on to name that newspaper or read a headline. Uh, the last part where we just look at the paper and try to cover anything we missed. Anything exciting popping up in your perusal of the recent editions? Uh, well, there was that huge drug bust we somehow didn't talk about last week. Um, I don't know if you recall that. Janet, um, just doing a hell of a job. Was it the pot bust? No, 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 no. This was, this was, this was meth. I don't have the paper in front of me. I do have a laptop on my lap, though. Um, this was, uh, this was all sorts of different drugs. So there was that that happened. Um, there was pot at the same time. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. Uh, maybe. I thought I saw something with a lot of pot, but. It was the same so same day. We got two days. different re- press releases from Jay Nutt, who's just doing a heck of a job. Um, in the paper for Tuesday, we're going to have um, news that Jay Inslee has slammed his foot on the brakes when it comes to the dam on the Chehalis River. Oh, yeah, I saw something. He about told that. the Department of Ecology and Fish and Wildlife work on something else. He's a non no dam. Yeah, he's saying there's no damn way. Um, personally, I am against this decision. Um, I think our editorial board would be against the decision, uh-huh. um, but uh, that's what he's doing, and he wants them to work more with the tribes and come up with something that's not a dam. Interesting. Yeah. And we also have, let's see, Eric Trent. Um, he is going to have a feature on the Rife Lake Campground, a little East County flavor for you, um, out in Mossy Rock, and that continues his business feature run since he does not have sports to report on. Someday sports will be back. They will. Someday. Go to cronline.com, subscribe, 
Uh, Share yeah, this podcast with your friends. On, we're available on <laughs> Spotify and Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your fine podcasts. And, of course, on the homepage of Cronline.com. That's all for this episode of Chronicle News Dump. We will be back next Sunday or Monday. I think I'll be on vacation to uh, provide you with some takes on the local news. Feel free to drop us a line at Eric Schwartz's email account. Thank Boo. you.